Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Being Witchy. I am your witchy host, Michelle Lorraine, and I am so happy you joined me today. I'm looking forward to talking to you about something that I realized I overlooked the last couple of times I talked about getting started in witchcraft. I did go over candle work and crystals, but before setting out some candles and crystals, you need something to set it on. And I'm sure you've heard of something called an altar by now, as you've done your Google searches or have talked to others about what it takes to get started. So what is an altar? Really, your altar is a space that you're going to use to do your spell work. It also can contain all of the materials that you need to do your spell work. And it really can be any flat surface. I may have touched on briefly that if you're traveling, you can have something called a traveling or altar where it's just really a pack of your materials that you can use and you can actually place it on a stone or a a tree stump that you find outside. You can even use the ground or the floor, but it is really a flat surface of your choosing arranged in a way that you feel is going to create your magic or power or however you can connect with that meditation. Now, if you, so really that's the rule number one is that anything goes. There shouldn't be anyone telling you what's right or wrong with your altar, but at this point in time, you may be interested to know how do other people set theirs up if you're just looking for a way to get started until you figure out what it is you really want to do. The most important thing is to make sure that you feel free to decorate how you like. I would suggest exploring, rearranging, and setting out materials in a way that feels comfortable for you. Do you like materials on your left-hand side? Are you right-handed? Do you you need your candles and matches on the right-hand side that you're going to grab? I'll tell you that with me... I used a bookshelf. Actually, I went specifically shopping to set up mine. And I went to Home Goods. Home Goods is really a cool place. You could go to Target, Walmart, any other place that has shelves or tables. And I really wanted something to hold a lot of stuff. I I tend to like to have everything right there handy for me. And I got a bookshelf that's the nice right height for also feeling like a table that I could work at. I like to stand up. Some people like to sit down. So the bookshelf was a perfect height for me to stand and work. I loved the shelf aspect of it because I can put the incenses there. I can put essential oils in there. I got a basket to put the essential oils in. Um... I've seen and I purchased an altar cloth, but I actually haven't used it. It was something that was in, like I told you earlier, when I got started, oh, I felt like I needed to get everything. And an altar cloth was one of the items that was suggested. So I got one of those, but to be honest with you, I haven't used it. But an altar cloth is a perfect thing if you have a more square table and or you want to put something, you want to put everything on the floor. The altar cloth has the pentagram on it so that you can set things, set your elements at each of the um, 
for the star points in the direction that you want to do. If you're Wiccan, that's more of a Wiccan thing, but you can do that in traditional practice as well. The idea is that your altar is going to have that circle of protection around it as you're working. Even if it's up against a wall, it's okay. You can make a circle of protection around it with the spray of Florida water or a motion with your hand or um, saying it out loud what it is. All right, so it's important that you keep it clean. The idea is that when you're doing spell work, as soon as you're finished with it, you clean it up. It kind of helps complete it and get ready for the next one. So cluttering it is not really a good idea, or if it's cluttered, make sure you clean it up before you do your next work. You can use a little curtain if you want to put everything behind it. With my bookshelf and the work that I'm doing, it's not necessarily something I want everybody to know what it is when they come into my home. It's my space. It's personal to me. So I put a little curtain over it and it just looks like a cute little bookshelf that I have in the corner of the room. You could also put religious symbols on your altar. If you were in a bedroom or a small apartment, you can use your dresser top. You can use a desk or a side table that you have specifically for this purpose or temporary. You can put it up and take it down each time you need to use it. I don't know if you recall, but speaking of temporary, you can also use your stovetop, especially if you're burning something. If you happen to have a steel pot or a cast iron pot that you can use in some spell work, burning a page is part of completing it. And you want to be careful that you don't have any fire hazards. So if there's any burning involved, I tend to either move outside or do a temporary altar on my stovetop and use plates as my table instead of using a tabletop. So religious symbols, if you are feeling connected to any specific deities, you could add a statue of them or a drawing of them in front of or near or on your altar. There are many different kinds of deities that you can look into and you'll see a lot of statues available in various shops. Some like to put their spirit animal as a way to keep company or protection for your altar. You Again, if you're Wiccan, you can put a pentagram in the center or you can learn how to set up a Wiccan altar. There are some specific things. I can go over a little bit of that in some detail today. Candles and candle holders. You want to probably have all of the colors available to you that you can have. Um, if you, again, if you only have white and that's all you can afford, that's perfectly okay. You may want to have a plate or a tile, something that is heat proof that you can put on top of your altar to set the candles on. If you, you can actually go to Habitat Restore and find some tiles and you can paint it and just really be creative with it. That's the thing with witchcraft. It's a very creative working kind of practice. You can 
paint a moon on it and some stars, or you can paint um, a symbol that means something to you, a color that means something to you. Tiles are great for putting under some candles. You can also use, have you ever been to Home Depot or Lowe's and you see those terracotta pots and the uh, plates that go under the terracotta pots? You could use the terracotta plates or, you know, pot holders to go under um, your candles. They're... Uh, they can also be used to help with your incense burning, but an incense burner will come in handy, especially if you want to pull in the element of air, use it for aromatherapy and relaxation. Incense burners come in cone style sticks, and you can also use a kind of a small pot to burn specific resins and herbs in it. If you are doing... Wiccan. This is the basic altar layout for the four cardinal points of your altar. You may want to use the compass on your phone to figure out which direction is which. If you go to, I'll tell you that on an iPhone, if you do a search on your apps and you type in compass, you'll see it'll give you the directions in your house. So the north is considered the earth element and you can put a bowl of sand or dirt or a plant or something that is an element of the earth. We talked about crystals and stones being an element of earth as well. For the east, that would be your element of air and that's a perfect spot for placing your um, either cone or stick incense or your pot of resin incense. You'll need charcoal discs if you're gonna burn herbs and resins in a little pot because you need something that's going to keep the the fire going uh on the south uh, a that would be considered your fire direction and element and that's where you would put a candle or some charcoal burning for the for the element of fire and then on the west side it would be a glass or a bowl of water that's your element. You can have a cup. You'll see online when you're doing searches for witchcraft materials, you'll see a little copper bowl. You don't necessarily need that. You can have just a little bowl of water. You don't have to have that copper one that has the decoration on it. You can also light the incense and candle before you do a meditation. You can do it during um, you just have to make sure that you don't leave any candles or incense burning unattended. You really want to stay at or near your altar while things are burning. If you're going to go somewhere else, just blow it out or snuff it out with a candle snuffer and come back to it when you're ready to finish it out. But there's really no reason to leave your altar while you're doing your work. And you especially don't want to leave anything burning on it while, um, that could propose that could pose as a fire hazard. There would be no point in doing all that spell work if the next day you then have to deal with a burnt down house or something, and nobody wants that. Um, all right, you again, you can light them all at the same time, you can light things one at a time, depe depending on what you want to do. You can also bless your altar. And you can find many different altar blessings, but 
um, you would just say, say something like, blessed be my altar and sit down and meditate and let the spirit plane know that this is your space and it is blessed by you and it brings about all the good and your best work, however you want to say that. Now, there's a good chance that other members in your household really don't want to um, deal with incense burning. Maybe they're sensitive to it or something. You can get an aromatherapy diffuser or you can simply boil some water and put some herbs or oils or something that smells fragrant in them and put that as a steam. You can use steam as your element of air and that's a lot more pleasant for people who are especially sensitive to incense. You can also use fragrance. If you put, a, if you get a little spray bottle, it can be one that you've washed out and reused as well. You can put some vodka in there and drop in some essential oils of choice. Or um, I'm thinking what else you could use. Any fragrance that you feel would be helpful. You can put that in your spray bottle and that can be your element of error in your space. And of course, there is that issue of privacy. If you are in a house full of people or you're in a house with some people who don't have the same beliefs as you, you may want to do your rituals at times when they're not home. You may want to put everything in a box and just have that box ready to go when you have some time by yourself. That box can be any kind of box. You can have something that has a handle on it. You can have something that, um, you know, you, it was, it could be a cardboard box that you just uh, repurposed and that's going to hold your tools, especially that can be nice to hide what's, what's, in there. If it looks like just some random box that's part of the backdrop of the things in the house and you really want to keep it discreet and personal and just an alone time for you, you can put it in, in any of those kind of boxes that would work for you. Now, if you are able to put up a more permanent altar in your home, some people have very dedicated set up spaces that they use. Maybe they have a room in the attic or a guest bedroom that they uh, use the side part of it and hanging lights and um, wrapping curtains around it, uh, really decorating it to the full nines. Um, that's another thing that you can do. And sometimes there are multiple altars. Some people like to set up an ancestor altar. We talked about for that, that for the Samhain celebration, but you can actually set up a permanent one that you keep year round, maybe in another part of your house or apartment and, or in your room. And that could be a little shelf or another little tabletop that you have pictures and items that are have special meaning to you from people who have passed on and even people that have passed on that you never met that would be considered your ancestors and you can have an ancestor altar. You can have another one that's simply decorative and maybe has your is your deity altar 
and that's where you would do your gratitude work. You could put a bowl or um, some sort of basket or something that maybe can hold some coins and some offerings and you would go and have your deity statue or your painting or drawing or something that you made that represents your deity or spirit animal and give your thanks and your gratitude for their blessings give something back coins money incense um, you can set out food every now and then and then throw it out into nature as something to give to the animals you can take the money when the basket is full or the bowl is full and then donate that to a food bank or a charity that really means something to you but that's that gratitude altar is another thing that you can do if you have children and they're interested in what you're doing and they want to have an altar you can set something up for them that uh, represents animals that they love and ways to give prayers for thanks for, for what they have and learning how to give back. So gratitude and spirit animals, really good for children and you can have them. I wouldn't recommend that they burn candles on it. So you can get the electric light candles and that could be something that they can they could have. Um, battery operated Battery operated candles are perfectly fine for these kind of situation because again, spirit connects to energy and energy is also in electrical and not just fire. So they would probably really love crystals. Children love materials like that. So you can take them with you crystal shopping. You can get them a special journal or a book to write their feelings and keep it just to themselves and teach them that self care and that practice and they would really enjoy it if that's something that you want to teach them again witchcraft and wiccan religion is something that is considered a personal journey and one that none of us want to press upon others again if your child is interested my recommendation is to let them enjoy what they want to enjoy but again keeping within it's their own personal journey most children don't reach reach an age of reason until about 15 or 16 years old and i'll just say that you know the the approach that i took with my child is i am letting him decide what he wants to believe just as my parents did with me i was really happy that they gave me that freedom to figure myself out and there was nothing pushed on me in terms of a belief system. I never felt like they didn't love me based off of what I believed or didn't believe. And I have explored a lot of different paths. So they just let me know that their love was constant and unmoving. And that's really what children need. Allowing them to become their individuals, however they decide that they want to identify and just always being their rock. That's my my wisdom a little bit for how you would approach altars and children and managing that. So it should be fun. It should be interesting. And if it's something that they don't want to do, hey, you know, let them go outside and play ball. All right. So with that, I'm going to end with a reading. Today, I've pulled the card called the page of cups the page of cups 
has to do with being a little bit different and looking at that as a good thing. We all have something unique to offer. So today, this card is telling you to celebrate your own style and share it with the world. Follow your insights and help others with your intuitive wisdom. Tap into the creativity and the renewal and fresh perspective that that brings. Emotional purification makes you feel strong and capable of taking on the world. So let's talk about the meaning of this card a little bit more. If this is relating to your love life, recognize the fact that you are a very loving and giving person and you enjoy passion and sensuality. And if you're single and you know there are plenty of fish in the sea, this is a time to really have fun and explore that ocean because love can be really exciting. If you are with someone, now is the time to really explore some of their ideas and try something creative with dating and romance. With regards to your money and finances, this is where it's talking about creativity. Maybe there is some something that's kind of hinting at you that's tapping into your resources where you can be creative in the way that you gain income, maybe some unique strategies you want to employ. In your career, art, music, and social settings are ideal for your work outlets. And even in your current career, if it's not really something creative, you can still introduce some creative thinking and some creative approach to your work. So really tap into your creativity, looking at things from a different angle and providing that unique perspective that's really unique to you because it really truly is valuable. And if, uh, if there's anyone else that doesn't see it as valuable, planting the seed may lean to consideration of it a little bit later. So don't get too hung up on it. With regards to family, always there's, uh, that's an important element of our lives. Maybe look at how you can consider your family members with a fresh new look. Give your home a facelift, introduce a little bit more freedom with your family to express their joy and creativity. If you have family members living close to you, if you have if these family members are not living in your house, you may want to invite them over for dinner and do something fun and different. Introduce a game, introduce a new tradition, do something that bonds you a little bit more. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly enjoy sharing this information with you and I hope that it brings you inspiration, creativity, and fun. Remember to have those moments of indulgence to enjoy your day and really live your best life. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.